Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, he has developed his second location of a business that's full of cookies, calories, and yum deliciousness. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Patrick Bordicani, the owner, the franchisee owner of not one, but two Crumble Cookies franchises. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thanks for having me. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Yeah, I'm Patrick Morricani. My wife and I own uh, two Crumble Cookie franchises, as well as a solar company, and uh, we've got four little girls, so work and fun. <laughs> visioners, the reason we're here is I've been getting a lot of inquiries from visioners just like you about growing and expanding to a second location and Patrick has done just that. So this, your second location has been open for two months. Two months yeah. now? That's not half the story. The other half is when did you open up your first location? Uh, August of 2020 is when we actually opened our doors. August of 2020. So right now, what happened in March of 2020? Yeah, everything got <laughs> shut down. Right in the middle of uh, our build-out. So, yeah. A little thing called COVID happened. And this was remarkable because you opened in August. And because you were the only one that was open, yeah. you guys got a lot of business. Yeah, we did. I think it was during a time where, you know, enough time had passed. Uh, we'd gone through the summer, and people were ready to just come out of their houses, almost coming out of hibernation. And uh, yeah, so we were able to open our doors and uh, have a lot of people. <laughs> now, one of the other things that's remarkable about your story is you have another business that you grew before you bought your first and second Crumble Cookie franchise. What business was that, or is that? Yeah, we own a solar company. Uh, so we do solar and roofing. What's, called, the name of, what's the name of the company? Yeah, it's called Kern Power Company. Okay. So it's here in Bakersfield. That's really what we did. We were growing that business and it was going great. We decided to throw, I guess, a kink in the mix and open a franchise. Why did you make the bridge from doing solar, which is very much construction, getting on the roof, yeah. that kind of a business, and go into something completely different like cookies? Yeah, that was actually one of the questions when uh, we were really deciding and right right before deciding, I was like, should we just put all this money actually into our business? Like, right. what are we doing? But really, I think it comes to financial strategy. Like for me, I got a finance background and I've always wanted to uh, kind of like Moneyball cover my bases. And right. so each base is a different base. And so our main business, yes, ends up bringing in a lot of customers, uh, a lot of income. But you want to be able to place that somewhere else. Otherwise, having everything in one basket with a business that had high regulations from the government right. or local regulations that could have changed at any moment. We wanted to have something that said, okay, what can we do to bring our family together? Uh, what can we do, at least for me as a bread, you know, my wife and I own the business, but still, um, as our kids get older, 
what is it that my wife's going to kind of get into? Right. And um, it wasn't going to be solar, I don't think. So <laughs> it needs to be something that could be more long-term and sustainable while we also still maintain our business. Visioneers, if you're listening to this program on the podcast, you're going to hear the exhaust system in the background. You're also going to hear customers because this business is open and we're here during business hours. So you can hear conversations. You're going to have all kinds of stuff going on. But one of the things I wanted to, to, to ask you about is you mentioned this was something that you wanted to build for your wife. And family. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So how did she rope you into choosing Crumble Cookies? Because you could have opened up a, a lot of different franchises. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot to choose from, but why this one? Yeah, we wanted something. Uh, so we were looking, and we were probably going to go into a completely different direction. And um, I just so happened to be at a solar conference in Utah. A buddy of mine already uh, was in Crumble, and I told him, no, it's a fad. It might be like yogurt. It'll no never last. Yeah. It'll never work. No offense right? to anybody in those businesses. But <laughs> for me, I wanted something, you know, I look for something that is sustainable long term, and I buy and hold. I don't really look to flip or sell. I thought it'd be a fad, but it wasn't until I interacted with the business when I was actually in Utah for a solar conference. Then I started seeing the difference and seeing the proprietary difference, the long term. I mean, the quality, everything's made here. There's nothing prepackaged. So you don't have product that's made somewhere else and frozen no. and shipped and then you just put it in a reheat or a microwave? No. And if that was the case, I probably wouldn't have gotten involved. Because mm. for me, I'm all about quality. Right. I'm all about customer service. And actually, the marketing has to be spot on. And the marketing is not something that I might know how to create. Right. But when I see it, I know what it should look like. And Crumble's got beautiful, beautiful marketing. But really the product itself, like you see here, I don't know if you can see them, but our mixers are here. So you can actually see them mix, like crack the eggs, have the flour. So underneath here, we have all our ingredients and everything's made fresh. So our batch here has to taste just as good as our batch that at our store that's been there for two and a half years. So we really take the time to train our master mixers, to train them, you know, even the slightest mix, you can overmix it, undermix it. We got to throw the dough away. Right. So yeah, we we make everything in house. It's true. No matter what those TikTok videos say. <laughs> now we're going to talk in the next segment about location, 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 because for a lot of business owners, like I mentioned before, you're looking at opening up a second location and there's a lot that goes into this and there's a very important reason or a series of reasons why Patrick chose this particular location which we'll talk more about. But before we get into that, Patrick, talk to us or explain to us what the flavors of the week, what the standby, what the norm, how the, how the variety of, of cookies changes every week and the yeah. staples and how does that work? Because that's one of the reasons why a lot of your customers keep coming back week after week. Yeah, so when it comes to a franchise in particular, I think it's really important to get with, it, it really is a partnership. So mm -hmm. to get with a company that doesn't just say, oh, well, we created these models, here, go, go do your thing. Right. Uh, Crumble Corporate is extremely active in our business, and it really feels like a partnership. They do their part extremely well, which is come up with the recipes, test the recipes. There's test kitchens that will actually have the public come and test, taste the cookies, right. rate them. They have to receive a certain rating, otherwise they'll even they'll never even make it out. So it, it is a grueling process, which is awesome. So part of those flavors that we have change weekly. So it'll come out on Sunday on social media. 
You'll be able to see the flavors of the week. Where do Vision Your Nation go to see what those flavors are every week? Whatever their favorite platform is. So anywhere from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram to TikTok. Um, whatever your favorite social media platform is, the video drops on Sunday, usually around 5 or 6. A.M. Uh, <laughs> or P.M.? P.M., Metal okay. Standard Time. All right, sure. And uh, you're able to see the video for the flavors of the week. Right. They, they look so good. And so then from Monday to Saturday, we make those flavors here. It has to look exactly like the video. Right. Like we make sure that what we sell you is exactly what you see. And there's so many unique flavors. Like I think when we first spoke, there were 123. Now there's over 320. Wow. Yeah. Holy so cow. There's a good amount. They're, they're always processing, finding new flavors, finding new palette si uh, types. That's all been within, I think, last time we spoke. Maybe sure, a year and sure. a half ago or so. So, yeah. If Vision Your Nation wants to get in touch with you and come and experience the crumble cookie experience, how do they find you? Yeah, we have two locations here in Bakersfield. One is at the shops of Riverwalk, and the other one is here, Gosford Village. So the shops at Riverwalk, the address is 10503 Stockdale Highway, Suite Q100 uh, here in Bakersfield. And then the Gosford Village, where, is, where we're at, is um, 5649 Gosford Road, Suite 200 uh, here in Bakersfield. And if they want to reach out and learn more, what's the website, social media, all yeah, that Yeah, so you go to crumblecookies.com or And how do you uh, spell Facebook. crumble for those listening to the program? Yeah, it's C-R-U-M-B-L. No, no e. e for our crumble because they don't crumble. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we're going to talk about location, location, location when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. We're here with Patrick Marconi, the franchise owner of two locations of Crumble Cookie here in Bakersfield. And our visionary question comes from Richter who asks, we're looking to expand our business to a second location. What's the number one thing you discovered about you when you grew to the second location? Uh, that's a great question, actually. Uh, somebody I talked to in the past who'd owned other franchises, he always said, you know, when you go from one to two, your first one always suffers. And, I, and you know, the entrepreneur <laughs> in me is like, there's no way. I'm making it so it doesn't. I'm gonna be fully prepared, fully ready, you know, we've got all our great employees at the other one. What could go wrong? Right. Um, Famous last words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for those who have children, it's kind of like going from one to two kid. You're like, well, I've already done this. What's, what, what's so wrong? Right. It's that you already have an existing child or an existing store. Right. And so what that means is now you've doubled your challenges, which is okay. You know, the first one will take care of itself. But <clears throat> what happens, I think, naturally is um, – Having to be able to still give support mm. to the first right. while the, the second one 
is needing the most basic needs, right? Like, how do we do this? How do we do that? And so you're so used to having, I think, a basic communication with uh, the first store right. on how to solve problems that are higher tier problems, let's say, because you everyone already knows process of everything else right. in the system. Well, now you've got to reteach from the most basic principle of how do you do this and how do you do that. And so there are a lot more things you're solving for right. with the second store while the first still has maybe more complex questions. And so now bridging the gap between the two. Were you able to go and take some of your more experienced employees from the first location and bring them over to the second location? Or did you start the second location completely whole and brand and new? We took a lot of time to research that and, and kind of feel that out as well. Uh, we had a lot of people tell us, hey, you know, you can just take people from over there, right. start them out and, and have them going. And that was a theory that we thought about. But really when we, my wife and I really started talking about it, uh, what we care to do is really find our leaders and build a sustainable location. Uh, so what we really did is we just took um, one person, uh, actually two during training, but one that, that stayed here. Right. And what we really want to do is have that person just be here as support, but allow the new employees to really learn together. Mm -hmm. So that way we have a whole new kind of class, let's call it, coming together. A cohesive having, team. A cohesive team. There you go. Right. right. That That's had the same... Uh, questions, can feel comfortable asking questions versus having an idea of, let's say, these upperclassmen that come in. Um, so then the people that are new are maybe more shy to ask questions. Right. And so we kind of didn't want that divide. We just kept it separate and uh, we've liked it actually. We're, we're, we're grateful. For us particularly, it worked out really well and we were quickly able to find our new leaders within the store. Because I think they were able to shine and expand a little bit more than if they were like, you know, 12 people that already right. knew what they were doing. I feel like those people that were able to rise up maybe would have felt, um, you know, kind of in their place because they're like, well, I'm not as good as those people. They've been right. doing it for years. So. Did you ever experience a situation where, to use the old proverbial phrase, <clears throat> when the boss is away, the mice will play? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that happens, I think, throughout, not just opening your second location. That's right. even in our first. And so being able to uh, make sure that you're not always so on schedule that they kind of get to know your schedule. And so uh, things look good when you're there, right? Right, right? It's always making sure that you're coming in and out. You're always present. And that when you are there, you're always maintaining. I think our jobs as owners is really maintain. We'll call them the out of bounds. Oh, okay. And so whatever those are for your store, we clearly define, hey, what's out of bounds? Almost like playing a game, right? Right. And so what's okay with uh, how clean something has to be? What's okay with, um, well, when there's a rush, how dirty can it be? Right. And then that in between, they can have free range. But it can't look like this, and it can't be this simple, right? And so we create those. And so I think as we come in the store, what your job is to make sure that those are still within bounds. And if not, that you address them right away. Because if you don't, then they're like, oh, well, he didn't say anything about that, so we were able to get away with it. How did you learn this? <laughs> Experience, by doing it the wrong way. <laughs> okay, how so, I think how so? That's the best way to, to learn. So I'd, uh, in my past experience, I uh, started in college, I'd run a door-to-door -door team since I was 21. And so at that time, it was, you know, I was going out with my friends, we're going off to the summer in different places. And so at that time, I thought, oh, we could be buddies and still, you know, 
Uh, I can still also be your manager, your boss, and you know, scold you and be like, hey, you didn't hit your sales numbers. Right. Still be your buddy at night. And I realized quickly, like, it's difficult. Hmm. And, uh, and, you, and you can't be both. The way to be both is to actually be consistent. So what you're always going to manage to, right. you're always going to manage to the rules, the process, and <clears throat> what keeps the company's culture positive, right? Got it. And so it's always to facts. And if you do that, then people respect you and stay consistent. You can maintain that relationship, right. but still maintain like, hey, is this out of bounds? Everybody knows on a basketball court when the ball's gone out of bounds, and they know the rules for what happens when that happens, right? So nobody's mad at each other. We just went out of bounds, right? If you have those clearly defined, everybody knows, okay, it just went out of bounds. And so by doing it the wrong way in the past, I learned, okay, there's got to be more order and structure. And then there's great books out there too. You know? That's right. One of the things we talked about on last week's episode was trying to find employees in this very difficult labor market. Now, Patrick, you have opened up a second location, and you have to find not just the employees for your first location, but now you have to staff an entire second location. <laughs> How did you find the employees to do that? Yeah, I think uh, one thing that we continue to do is we're always hiring. Mm -hmm. uh, whether we actively have room for them, or if not, we're always taking resumes. And so what we'll do is we kind of archive these resumes. And so when we're ready, uh, people who have applied but we didn't have room for, or if there's a seasonality, uh, we keep them. And that's when we go back to, we say, hey, you showed interest, you know, send them an email. Hey, you showed interest in the past. We're doing group interviews. And that's what we'll do is we'll send out and do group interviews. And that's usually where we get a lot of that. The other one is, you know, if you've got great workers, they usually probably hang out with other great people. And so you'll let them know. And I think it's being able to have different streams of uh, recruiting right. and always be recruiting. And if you keep that, you'll kind of stockpile and have a pile of people you can go through. Right. And, um, and, and we always go back to them. Same thing with if we need more staff, we'll go back to those people that we've already interviewed that we like that maybe we didn't have time for and see what's going on and a lot of people's lives change. Right. When you opened up your first location and you didn't have those resources and you didn't have that catalog of, of resumes, how did you find the employees to staff your first location? Well, we've all got Facebook and all Facebook has friends and people and you know everybody's got a network so just getting the word out there then we'd also get to uh, other uh, like uh, forums, so let's say restaurant uh, forums or hiring forums that are you know on Facebook local pages, and just let the word out. And that's how we found one of our uh, first main shift leads. Is his mom was on a uh, a, re a Bakersfield restaurant uh, forum. Right. We said we're hiring, and it was towards the end. And she told her son, and he contacted contacted us, gotten an interview, and you know he was great. And so. Really, again, multiple streams. You want to be able to get as much of the word out there as you can right. because you never know how many uh, other networks you'll tap into by just getting the word out. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you find the right location. After all, it is about location, location, location. When we come right back. The reason we're talking with Patrick Mordecani, who owns two Crumble Cookie franchises in Bakersfield, is because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just 
like you. We have the visioneer that wanted to find out, I'm thinking about opening up a second location. What's the mindset? How do I need to think? What's some of the things I need to watch out for when I open up my second location? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. Who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Patrick Marticani, the franchisee owner of two Crumble Cookies franchises here in Bakersfield. And our visionary question comes from Samantha who asks, the building market seems to be a landlord market right now. How do you balance the property you'd like to have versus the ones you can't afford? That's a good question because I think there's two parts in there. The can't afford part, um, <laughs> the finance part of me always says, hey, like, you've always got to be able to be fiscally prudent and you got to be able to make sure that, like, you run your numbers, uh, you run, you know, your sales versus what the cost is and your worst case scenarios and your best case. And I always like to go against worse. But if, you, if it's about being able to um, work hard and, and you've got a good case scenario, you can go for it. Right. Um, now I'm going to answer the other part of the question. Is I always go for it. Okay. Um, if you know that what you're opening is something like for us, we already knew we had success. So right. it wasn't our first one. We we're in a market that I had a little bit more access to numbers that were real that we have. Right. Helped us a lot more on I had that exact scenario here where this location is a lot larger than what I need. Right. This location is a little more expensive than what I need. Right. But again, I have the numbers to know what I could do. But one of the things about this location that we talked about previous to this conversation is you were advised to go to a different spot. Yeah. But you chose this one because you knew your market and you knew that you needed to be in a food interest area. Walk us through that because this is something that a lot of business owners struggle with. It's, it's what the numbers tell you. And then there's the human element that you know is true. <laughs> yeah. So with a franchise, a lot of times you get uh, access to other professionals, which is really cool, really helpful. Right. Um, and so we had a real estate agent that our uh, broker that that was referred and uh, that works with really large companies, super successful. Right. And so a lot of times what happens is uh, you want to rely on their expertise, mm -hmm. but you've also got to rely on you knowing your market. So when they would pinpoint certain shopping centers for us. You know, they're looking at a map and they're looking at certain population or certain stores. Right. Um, we knew that a certain location could have, let's say, a movie theater or a Five Guys or whatever else that they're saying, like, hey, this is really good, Baskin Robbins. Um, but then there's like going and sitting in the parking lot and seeing how many people come. Do they come for just one store? Or do they come and go? So, uh. where we were told, hey, this is a great location because it has, you know, a movie theater. Um, we saw that people were just going to the movie theater and leaving and that the rest of the shopping center was pretty oh, dead. Oh, there you go, right. So things like that, you know, so for our first location, we kind of went against the grain and we're glad that we did. We went in the shopping center where um, people go to often, people go to for food and, um, and kind of didn't, uh, you know, we went against the grain. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. And, and it, it worked. was great. And, you know, but to answer that other part of the question, um, had she not said, 
uh, something that's way too expensive. You right. know, if we take that out of the equation, and let's say the numbers work, right? right. More yeah. expensive than you want it for, then that's what happened with my scenario here. Uh, so this is more than I wanted to pay on, let's say, my Excel sheet, more right. than what I wanted to do. But I had a mentor of mine um, who owns a lot of franchises that I ask questions from, and he said, look, Pat, if I were to go into your area, would I choose the location that you're looking at and take it from you? And there would you be mad that I opened? There and and that did it for me, you know, because I was getting real particular on, well, what about the parking? The parking's not as great. What about this? And so I was getting real detailed on and picky on what I wanted in a location that are um, good things. However, there's the other part, which is just open. And uh, this location wasn't available. It was under contract by somebody else. Um, and I would already kind of written it off because it was, again, too big. Too expensive but uh, once he told me that I said you know what yeah they might push for this so then I started pushing a little bit more contacted the landlord uh, that deal wasn't going as well so I was able to push through and, and get our deal to get in that I again probably wouldn't have done because I written it off but if the numbers work out and these ones would it's just not as good as I wanted it to be right but it worked there's something about opening and starting right. and getting going versus being so detailed on what you're needing. And I think that was a good balance. And as a side note, Visioneer Nation, this location, from a customer standpoint, <laughs> it's a lot easier to get in and out, and the flow is much better. So yeah. I, I, I humbly approve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate it. One of the things I wanted to touch on is, and, and correct me if I've got this right, you've got a solar business. You've got not one, not, but two crumble cookies locations. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Four. Four kids, a lovely wife. How do you make time? I mean, it's, it's, it's like trying to shoehorn. I mean, yeah. good grief. Yeah. We all build a business for a reason. And for many of us, it's about family. How do you... How, how do you shoehorn the time in to, to remember why you're building these businesses in the first place? Yeah, sometimes it is hard. Sometimes you're like, so why are we doing this? <laughs> um, no, but it's really, I think, uh, cutting your time and, and choosing um, when you're going to do what you do. So, right. for example, when I was just doing solar, you know, 100% of my working hours that I dedicated to working were just solar right. and building that business. And then at that time, it was still being able to balance, all right, well, when's family time? When's not? Because during that time, as you do door to door, a lot of the prime time is when people are home. And that's usually when you want to be home. So a lot of my time was really from uh, 2 to about 9.30 or so. And then before 2, you're also working on, um, you know, all the paperwork, all, all, the the paperwork, all yeah, that yeah. stuff, right? So I'd already had to in the beginning. I think you, everyone needs to say, what does family time look like and what does work look like? Right. And a lot of it doesn't necessarily need to be exactly the amount of hours, but the amount of quality that you're there. And that will help separate mentally when I'm with the kids that I can sit and play on the ground because I know when I'm going to go to work. I know when I'm going to do paperwork. I know when I'm going to do the other things. Right. Um, same with your relationship with your wife. I know date nights are Friday nights and I know that Period. we compromise. Period. The end. The end. This store could be burning down. I know at 7 o'clock, I'm not going to be the firefighter. Somebody else will be. Right. Or we might come here for a date night and try to put out a fire. Whatever. <laughs> but it's date night. 
It's date night. And so I think it's not cheating on your own rules. And as an entrepreneur, that's probably the hardest thing to do. Or let me reverse, the easiest thing to do is to break your own rules because who's going to tell you you're breaking them? Right. At a normal nine to five, you have somebody always tell you what's good and what's not, almost like school. You got an A or you got a C, you know, where to improve. As an entrepreneur, if your bank account is doing okay, if your businesses are doing fine and you're paying the rent, it's really so easy to just say, well, I'm just going to hit the golf course, you know? Uh, personally, I've had to decide, okay, what days are crumble days? What days are solar days? And that's based on the needs. So right now it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday are with crumble. Tuesday, Thursday, I do solar. And then um, Saturday is date night with my daughters, not date night. We do uh, daddy-daughter day right. dates. So that way my wife also has time that's off. My daughters and I have our time. Saturday is our family time and our girls know, hey, it's family day. Right. And then Sundays we're off and that's, you know, we do nothing. Um, and so really it's being able to stick to that schedule and it's going to be so easy to want to uh, cheat it and do other things. And so it's about trying to stick to doing the right thing at the right time versus the right thing but at the wrong time. And that's where you get into, hey kids, wait, I gotta take this call or I gotta do this. And um, all daddy does is work. Yeah, yeah, and then you get you get into that. And that's where I think quality versus, uh, I could say I, I'm all day with my girls on Saturday as an example, but if I'm on the phone the whole time, they're gonna tell me you weren't with us. Right. And so it didn't count, so yeah. What does crumble cookies for you and the solar business look five years from now? Huh. Well, I operate pretty short term. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's because uh, in our life uh, a lot of things have come short term, uh, but I plan for uh, long term hold. So whether it's a property, whether it's a business. So we work our butts off to have this place exist you know, for 50 years and take care of our customers. Uh, but financially, we try to make sure that we are all set up to where, you know, five years. Um, five know, locations. Yeah, you, you know, we did. We signed up for five locations. So <laughs> that's got to be less than five years, though. I've, I've got to open them, um, you know, w within uh, less than a, a year, year and a half from now. So uh, they'll be open. And uh, with solar, it continues to receive extensions. And so... Uh, as you do well in, in taking care of your customers, you have repeat business. So what ends up happening is that solar side becomes a lot easier because of referrals. Right. Um, and so really five years from now, it's probably just getting into something else. Uh, what we really look at is building our executive team. And once you do that and you have the right people in-house, you know, with your back office and being able to, to work things out, you can get into... Uh, other products and other businesses, that's natural, I think. And so what happens, you end up naturally needing to invest your money then and needing to do other things. Um, and so, yeah, I guess stay tuned. I'll tell you five years from now. Patrick, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. If visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, you can uh, reach out to bakersfield at crumble.com. And in the subject line, uh, just put Visioneer or Visioneer Nation. That way we know how to sift through and we want to get to you right away. Um, or you can reach out on my LinkedIn uh, or on Facebook. Send me a DM.
there. That's what they do, right? Send a message? Sure, exactly. Well, again, thank you very much for joining us here on thank Small you. Business Celebration. And I'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. The little thank you that counts. Earlier today, I was in the midst of a bunch of phone calls and emails and errands that I was running around doing because we're getting ready for season five. And it's hard to believe, but we're, we're coming on season five. I, I never even expected that we'd be doing this 52 weeks a year for four plus years. And here we are getting ready for season five. And I was running around today getting things ready, all the errands that needed to be done when a fan came up to me and started telling me about how much he enjoyed Small Business Celebration, a true visioneer fan. And while he was telling me about this, I was thinking, okay, I need to check this off, I need to do this errand, and I need to run around and do this. When I realized I needed to stop and pause for a minute. Because after all, the man in front of me telling me why he enjoys Small Business Celebration is the reason we do Small Business Celebration in the first place. And I realized after I got done talking with him and thanking him for his warm compliments and highly appreciative that he's able to gain and learn and enjoy small business celebration. That's the little thank yous in life that count. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Patrick Morcani, the franchise owner of Carmel Cookies, and I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.